Hello to all you Foxborough faithful, and welcome to your It's Almost Game Day Friday episode of Locked On Patriots, your daily home for news, notes, analysis, and the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Today's show is brought to you in part by Breaking Tea. If you're looking to spend some of that holiday gift cash on something you really wanted, check out BreakingTea.com slash LockedOn. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts to commemorate teams' most passionate moments, and they're great for all fans. Go to BreakingTea.com slash LockedOn, and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. My name is Mike DeBate, and I am your host of Locked On Patriots, which of course is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Please feel free to reach out to me and follow me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And be sure to follow Locked On Patriots on Twitter at L-O underscore Patriots. It is Friday, folks, and it's a holiday week. And if you are celebrating a holiday this week, I sincerely hope that holiday is enjoyable and memorable. As for me, after a few days off, I'm back on the mic because, folks, there is no place like home for the holidays. And my home is right here with you on Locked On Patriots. And if you can believe it, folks, the Patriots close out the 2019 regular season on Sunday. And I know, folks, where does the time go? I feel like we were just talking about training camp here on Locked On Patriots, and now we're on the cusp of the playoffs. But there is still one more regular season tilt to go, and the Patriots welcome the Miami Dolphins to the friendly confines of Gillette Stadium, 1 p.m. start time in Foxborough this weekend, and there are still playoff implications in this one. The AFC East, well, that's already been decided. We already know that with the Patriots' 24-17 victory on Saturday over the Buffalo Bills. But will the Patriots snag that all-important first-round bye? Well, they will if they win, folks. A New England victory will clinch a first-round bye in the playoffs for the 14th time since 2001. That is a feat that is unmatched by any team in the last 19 years. That is truly an amazing accomplishment. And as my big green friend Thomas Murphy and I said here on Locked On Patriots on Monday, this type of success is unlikely to ever be seen again. Not just in the NFL, but probably in all of professional sports. So enjoy the ride, folks, because it has been a great one, and we all hope that there's enough gas left in the tank for another ride to a Super Bowl championship. But folks, for that to even be a consideration, they must get through the Dolphins, which is not exactly a formality. In fact, Bill Belichick has been saying all week that this is a playoff game, and he means it. What does he mean by it? Well, I'll get into that and much more today. But first, we start with the news of the day here on Locked On Patriots, and it's been a quiet week for the Pats. They practiced on Tuesday, had the Christmas holiday off on Wednesday, and they were back to practice for Thursday, one more today on Friday. Now, on Thursday, six players were limited in practice but did not participate, and they are a list of usual suspects. Starts with linebacker Juwan Bentley, still nursing a knee injury. Offensive tackle Marcus Cannon, you saw him go down on Saturday in the Pats' win over the Buffalo Bills. He continues to be hampered by an ankle injury. Linebacker Jamie Collins listed with a shoulder injury. Cornerbacks Jonathan Jones and Jason McCourty, both still listed with groin injuries. And, of course, wide receiver Julian Edelman. Both the knee and the shoulder continue to be listed on the injury report. Now, the Patriots were missing one player on Thursday, and that was defensive end and pseudo-outside linebacker Shalikwe Calhoun. Shalikwe was held out of Thursday's practice listed with an illness. And we all know the Patriots have had their issues with flu-like bugs this year. Hopefully this is an isolated incident. It's still unknown whether or not Calhoun will give it a go this weekend. He's been one of the Pats' most reliable players this year. He's played in every game for the Pats this season, playing both defense and special teams. He's made nine total tackles to go with three quarterback hits and a forced fumble. So if he's lost on Sunday, it is a hit for the Patriots, both on defense and on special teams. But Calhoun may not be the only notable that doesn't suit up. 
To me, it's going to be worth watching to see if players like Jonathan Jones, Jason McCourty, Marcus Cannon, or even Julian Edelman suit up for this game on Sunday. Jones is still working his way through the groin injury that he suffered in Cincinnati. Jason McCourty's missed three of the last four for the Patriots. He was active on Saturday, but he left the game after re-aggravating the injury and did not return. When it comes to guys like Cannon or even Edelman, it might be wise for the Patriots to make sure that they're rested up and ready and healed before the playoffs begin. But Edelman especially is a game-time warrior. He's coming off of a big game last Saturday, and with the fate of a playoff bye hanging in the balance, my guess is that he's going to be out there, folks. But as always, keep a sharp eye on Friday's practice and participation report. That will be telltale. The Patriots definitely have something to play for in this one, and make no mistake about it, they're taking this very seriously, and they should be. Dolphins head coach and old friend of the program, Brian Flores, has this team playing much better now than he did back in September. Don't forget, this is the second of two meetings between these two teams. The first was in Miami back in Week 2, and your New England Patriots ensured that trip was not going to end in a miraculous loss. They left nothing to chance. There would be no stunning defeat on a last-second Dolphins pass on a double lateral. Instead, the Patriots dominated the contest from start to finish. Antonio Brown, remember him, folks? He caught a 20-yard touchdown pass in his Pats debut. New England's defense scored twice on interception returns in a two-minute span in the fourth quarter. In short, New England annihilated the Miami Dolphins 43-0 on September 15th at Hard Rock Stadium. To briefly refresh your memory from that sunny day in South Beach, Sony Michelle was the first Patriot to find that Argyle pattern Miami end zone. Sony scored on a one-yard slice through a Miami defensive line that really could best be described, folks, as porous. Tom Brady threw for 264 yards and two touchdowns. His first was the second-quarter strike to Antonio Brown, but his second was to James White with only 2.10 remaining in the fourth quarter. By that time, the Patriots already had this one on cruise control. They had a 37-0 lead, but unlike the debacle in 2018, New England would keep its proverbial foot hard-pressed to the accelerator. Defensively, the Patriots were outright dominant. They outscored the Miami offense. They had interception returns for touchdowns of 54 yards by Stephon Gilmore and 69 yards by Jamie Collins. They were also very effective in getting pressure on both Miami quarterbacks. Now, for much of the game, that was Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Josh Rosen did see some time in the second half. However, at the end of the day, it wouldn't matter who was under center. The Pats' defense totaled seven sacks and four interceptions. The defensive shutout they put up earned the Pats their most lopsided win in the 108-game history of their series with the Dolphins. But despite the one-sided nature of that tilt in South Beach, the Patriots were determined to put in a 60-minute effort. All week long leading up to that contest, Bill Belichick had harped on the previous year's loss in Miami. He reminded them that they only played 59 minutes and 53 seconds. Belichick wanted 60 minutes on that day, and he got it. Now, you can't demand 60 minutes and then take out the quarterback. So Tom Brady played the full game. And on Sunday, guess what, folks? He might just play the full game again. Because that 43 to nothing victory was then, and this is now. And the Dolphins have become a better team over the past couple of months. Now, could that mean a possible spoiler alert in Foxborough? It's unlikely, folks, but it's not impossible. And in just a moment, I will leave the past behind and tell you what to watch for this weekend at Gillette. But first, I have a question for you. Yes, you, listening out there. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you, because they let you turn all of your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. It's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. 
If you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code LOCKEDON to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Once again, folks, your New England Patriots will close out the 2019 regular season at home against the Miami Dolphins. Sunday, 1 p.m., Gillette Stadium, Foxborough, Massachusetts. And if you are heading to Gillette for this one, bring the ponchos. Latest Friday morning forecast for Sunday calls for a mix of sun and clouds with a better-than-average chance of rain for game time. Not a washout, but still, having a light poncho is probably a good idea, so be prepared. Game time temperatures are expected to be in the low 40s, so definitely not frigid in Foxborough. Any precipitation will be rain and not sleet or snow. But despite the weather forecast not being ominous, please be safe heading to and from the stadium. And for those of you watching this one at home, this week's game will be broadcast by CBS, so check your local affiliate for programming information. Greg Gumbel will handle the play-by-play duties, Trent Green will be the color man, and Melanie Collins will work from the sidelines. And of course, if you like a local flavor, check out my guys Bob Sosi and former Pats quarterback Scott Zolak. They have the call on 98.5 The Sports Hub on FM Radio. I can't praise the local broadcast enough. I say it every week, and I mean it every week. Bob and Zoe are awesome. For those listening on the radio, they set an amazing visual. And for one of the more unique ways to enjoy this one, they really do sync well with the TV broadcast. So if you want to watch this one on TV, but hear the local broadcast, that may be a good way to enjoy this one on Sunday. But whether you're in attendance, watching at home, or listening on the go, your attention is going to be squarely on Gillette Stadium on Sunday. And as a fan of the New England Patriots, that's exactly where it should be. Again, a Patriots victory earns them a first-round bye. And one look at their current list of walking wounded will tell you this team needs its rest. Julian Edelman, Jason McCourty, Jonathan Jones. All of these players are vital to the Patriots' success, and all of them are nursing significant injuries. Even quarterback Tom Brady could use the rest as well. We all know that he's been bothered with the injury to his right elbow. In fact, just prior to Saturday's game, NFL Network's Mike Giardi reported that injury might be tennis elbow. And if true, that is definitely painful. To make matters even tougher on Tom, he apparently suffered a cut on that elbow in Saturday's game, and he alluded to that on the podium during his post-game press conference when he called it, quote, another injury. Now, before you panic here, folks, breathe a sigh of relief. This injury is not expected to keep Tom out of Sunday's contest. He hasn't been listed on the injury report and seems to be weathering through it quite well but if you think he wouldn't appreciate an extra week off think again an additional week to rest heal and game plan is exactly what all of the patriots players and coaches are hoping for and they know they control their own destiny this weekend and that's why you're going to see the patriots continue to put the pedal to the metal against the dolphins on sunday and earlier in this podcast you heard me talk about the fact that the dolphins are a better team now than they were in september and you look at their record and you see 4-12, and 12, and you're asking yourself, should we even take this team seriously? What can we expect to see on the field? Well, we'll start on the offensive side of the ball, and specifically the running game, which for the second week in a row showed that they're on their way to becoming a reliable part of this offense heading into the playoffs. Sony Michel had arguably his best game of the year, and he did it against a very tough Buffalo defense. James White, as always, looked great out of the backfield, and Rex Burkhead added some energy and quickness to the equation as well. 
All in all, the Pats finished with 143 yards on the ground and averaged 4.1 yards per carry. And they have to be looking at this matchup with the Dolphins and licking their chops. After all, Miami allows 135.4 yards per game on the ground. That's 27th in the league at stopping the run. The Dolphins' defensive line has been pretty dismal this year, and the linebackers have been really hit hard by injury. Their two most prolific starters in Raekwon McMillan and James Crawford are on injured reserve, and they've left behind a lot of question marks. If the Patriots want to establish the run in this game, their chances of doing so are pretty good. The offensive line should be able to win the battles against Miami's defensive front. Also, look for Alandon Roberts to continue and maybe even expand upon his role at fullback. Roberts has really done an excellent job in this role. Don't forget, he's a linebacker by trade, folks. Fullback is far from his natural position. But his versatility and football acumen has been on full display this year. His ability to block and win matchups against defensive linemen and even defensive ends at times has been huge in terms of the Patriots' running game, re-engaging and gaining the traction that it has as of late. I think you'll continue to see Rex Burkhead and James White make plays out of the backfield, but I for one am looking for a big game from Sony Michelle this weekend. The Dolphins defense has had a lot of trouble defending against feature runners this year, and Sony hasn't rushed for 100 yards yet this season. I think that might change this weekend. Josh McDaniel's recent play calling has definitely showed a stronger focus on establishing the run. Sony has always been the type of runner that runs better with confidence, and what better way to build that than against a porous Dolphins defense? In short, when it comes to the Pats' run game, I look for a heavy dose of Sony Michelle, James White will get his fair share of looks out of the backfield, and also look for Rex Burkhead and even Brandon Bolden to get some looks in situational packages as Josh McDaniels really tries to open up the run game heading into the playoffs. But that doesn't mean the passing game is going to be silent, because like the running game, Patriots' aerial attack showed some signs of life against Buffalo on Saturday as well. Tom Brady completed nearly 80% of his throws and worked the ball around in nine different receivers. Believe it or not, the Patriots have a chance to improve upon that this weekend against the Miami pass defense. In fact, defending against the pass has been even more problematic for Miami than defending against the run. The Dolphins rank 28th in the league by allowing 265.4 yards per game, and they enter this contest already at a disadvantage by missing their best defender in Xavier Howard, who is on injured reserve. Now, taking all that under account and knowing the problems that the Dolphins have when defending against the pass, one might think that sitting Julian Edelman in this contest might be a good idea, considering all of the injuries he's dealing with. Now, under normal circumstances, I would agree with that. But as I stated in the opening of the show, there's a great deal at stake here, and I look for Julian to be a part of this contest. As a result, his presence will definitely open things up for Tom Brady in the passing game. Julian will definitely command a double team. He showed more than enough against Buffalo on Saturday to prove that he is still the focal point of this offense, and he did that despite all of the injuries that he's fighting. Julian is typically covered by two defensive backs. That's usually a cornerback and a safety. When that happens, it usually creates mismatches for other guys in the offense. One player that can benefit from that is Rex Burkhead. If two defensive backs are covering Julian, that usually means that Rex is matched up with a linebacker, and that's a big-time mismatch. We saw him exploit that matchup on Saturday. James White is also a guy that can get some looks out of the back field. However, James White has typically been covered by a defensive back as well. He's a guy that teams are starting to game plan against. When opposing teams put either a cornerback or a safety on James, that opens up Julian for single coverage. And you heard him say after the game on Saturday, he was licking his chops when he saw single coverage. If he's open, he'll get the ball without question. But even if he's out there more as a decoy rather than an actual pass-catching option, it still opens things up for Tom Brady in the offense in other areas. And this is going to create nightmarish matchup problems for Miami corners Nick Needham and Jamal Wiltz. If I'm Josh McDaniels this week, I'm looking for ways to continue to exploit the mismatches created by the coverage on Edelman by utilizing White, Burkhead, and even Brandon Bolden out of the backfield. In addition to that, I'm also looking for him to find ways to get Nikhil Harry more involved, 
He's looked good the last couple of weeks. Definitely want to see that productivity progress as we move toward the postseason. Benjamin Watson and Matt Lacoste should see increased looks. And don't be a bit surprised to see Mohamed Sanu get some additional targets as well. It's true, Sanu hasn't quite been the addition that the Patriots had hoped for. But he's a savvy veteran, and each week he continues to look more comfortable on the ankle that he sprained earlier on in the season. And even though he's had his issues with blocking and fighting for yards after the catch, especially over the last couple of games, I still think the Patriots are going to look to get him involved in this game. They need him down the stretch to play meaningful snaps and make big catches. He definitely has the talent to do it. He's just in need of a confidence booster. And for that reason, I think Tom Brady targets Mohamed Sanu more than just one or two times in this contest. If that happens and their chemistry can get on track, it's going to add a whole other dimension to this offense, and we might just be looking at the start of something pretty cool to watch as we head toward the playoffs. But as it has been all year, the strength of this Patriots team is defense, and on Sunday, that's likely to continue. Whether it be against the run or the pass, the Patriots' defense has been one word, stingy. They enter the final week of the regular season ranked first in total defense overall, only allowing an average of 268.3 yards per game. They also rank first in points allowed at an average of 13.2. If they had a perceived Achilles heel, it would be against the running game. However, to say that Miami's running game is far from being prolific... It's probably an understatement. Miami's offense ranks dead last in the rushing attack with an average of 72.9 yards per game. To give you an example as to how bad things have gotten in Miami's running game, quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick leads the team in rushing with 228 yards on 49 carries. Yikes. Now, to be fair, some of that is because their leading rusher, Kalen Balaj, is on injured reserve, and no one has really stepped up in his absence. As a result, what many have considered to be a weakness is definitely a major strength for the Patriots in this one. And for all intents and purposes, the Patriots' run defense has been much better over the last few weeks. That starts with the play of Lawrence Guy, who in my opinion is having the best season of his career. On Saturday against Buffalo, Guy was brilliant. He dominated the line of scrimmage against the Bills. Because he's been playing at such a high level, that's elevated the performance of guys like Danny Shelton at nose tackle and also Adam Butler at guard as well. That formidable defensive front for the Patriots should stifle any designs that Miami has on moving the ball on the ground. However, as dismal as Miami has been running the football, they are capable of making plays when it comes to their aerial attack. Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't exactly had a great year. He's thrown 13 interceptions and usually gives the opponent plenty of chances to make plays on the ball. However, he also can get hot, and wide receiver Devontae Parker is a legitimate weapon on the outside. Parker has truly been one of the Dolphins' few bright spots this season. He leads the team with 64 catches for 1,065 yards and 9 touchdowns. Those are all career highs for Devontae, and he is definitely capable of making big plays. But all season long, the Patriots' defense has been predicated on neutralizing their opponent's best offensive weapon. And in the Dolphins' case, that means Parker, and he'll likely be matched up with Stephon Gilmore. When matched up against each other, Gilmore typically wins these battles. However, Paul Perillo of Patriots.com pointed out this week that Parker is capable of high-pointing the ball and making plays in traffic. If Miami's going to have any success this weekend, they're going to have to rely on Parker to do just that. That's not going to be an easy task against Stephon Gilmore, who has locked down his opponents the vast majority of the season. In fact, the only touchdown he allowed came in Week 16 against the Bills on Saturday. Therefore, if Parker is blanketed and becomes a non-factor, look for tight end Mike Gesicki to get some looks from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Gesicki is a pretty solid tight end. He has 47 catches on the year for 536 yards and four touchdowns. 
The Patriots have had some difficulty defending against tight ends, so this could be a matchup that Fitzpatrick looks to exploit. Typically, the Patriots look to the safety position to defend against tight ends, so look for Patrick Chung and maybe even Deron Harmon to match up in coverage with Kosicki. However, at the end of the day, look for the pass rush to do its job and get after Ryan Fitzpatrick. Patriots love to employ the zero blitz and look for plenty of it on Sunday. Kyle Van Noy leads the team with six and a half sacks, and on Sunday, I look for him to add to that total. However, also keep a sharp eye on those moments where the Patriots show blitz. Fitzpatrick is prone to throwing mistakes, and if the Patriots show blitz and then drop a linebacker, preferably Jamie Collins, back into coverage, that could lead to some turnovers, and the Patriots' defense is excellent at forcing turnovers. Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, and even Devin McCourty have proved to be interception machines this year. Should Fitzpatrick struggle with finding reliable pass-catching options, that could be a disaster for the Miami offense. And so we've arrived at that time again, folks. Time for me to make my weekly prediction. As I opened today's podcast, I said that Miami was a better team than the Patriots had faced in September, and that is definitely true. They made improvements on defense, and they've definitely made improvements on offense. Also, something that can't be overlooked is that this team is playing harder for head coach Brian Flores. Having had the privilege of covering Brian during his time in New England, it's great to see him having success, especially in a season where most people believe this team could contend for an 0-16 record. However, he has his team playing hard, and Miami keeps things close, and that's why I believe they'll put up a better fight this time around. However, they are facing the Patriots at a point where they're playing their best football of the season. On offense, look for the Patriots to continue to run the ball between the tackles. They had great success in doing so against Buffalo. They should have even greater success doing so against a porous Miami run defense. In the passing attack, look for Tom Brady to continue to develop rhythm and timing with his pass catchers, particularly with Nikhil Harry and possibly even targeting Mohamed Sanu a bit more. On defense, the Patriots' front unit of Lawrence Guy, Danny Shelton, and Adam Butler should be able to handle Miami's offensive line and help stop the run. Fon Gilmore will undoubtedly look to neutralize Devontae Parker in the passing game. If the safeties can help to contain Mike Kosicki, that will likely leave Ryan Fitzpatrick with little to no options in the passing game. If the Patriots are successful in limiting Miami's offense, they can dictate where and when the pass rush is coming from, and in that case, Look for the linebackers to have a big day. In the final analysis, there's too much at stake for the Patriots for them to treat this as a cakewalk. Miami arrives in Foxborough with nothing to lose and everything to gain. Sometimes that can produce a very dangerous opponent. But there is no team in the National Football League, and maybe no team in all of professional sports, that knows that better than the New England Patriots. They don't take anything for granted, and they never rest on their laurels. Last season, they dropped the second of two meetings with the Miami Dolphins by playing for only 59 minutes and 53 seconds. Back in September's meeting in Week 2, Bill Belichick did not let his team forget that fact. It's a certain bet that he will not let them forget it this week. With a first-round bye and the number two seed in the playoffs at stake, I look for the Patriots to take care of business at home and defeat the Miami Dolphins by a final score of 28-14. to and of course, I will be back on Monday to recap Sunday's Pats-Dolphins matchup. In addition to breaking down all of the action, we'll see if I was right in my assessment, and we'll start to look ahead to the 2019 NFL playoffs. As always, make sure to join me each and every day on the Locked On Patriots podcast, and subscribe to Locked On Patriots via your preferred podcast provider. Once again, I am Mike DeBate. I thank you so much for listening today and for staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Have a great weekend, everyone, and enjoy the game on Sunday.